Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Manning calling signals, takes the snap, looks left, lobs it left, throws it right open, touchdown Giants! In the left corner of the end zone! Touchdown! With 35 seconds to go, and the Giants regain the lead! Manning the first! When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Yo, you can't make this stuff up with the Mets. Keith McPherson on the fan, and we do now have the uh, decision. It has been made. <laughs> oh, man. Tonight's Mets-Marlins game has been suspended after a three-hour raid delay, and uh, there is a chance that they just put out there. Jordan McPherson, who covers the Marlins, no relation to me, but I do follow him, and I just saw Disha quote-tweet him. Uh, Kim Ang the GM of the Marlins said, without getting into the details, obviously this is an unfortunate incident. Right now we're being told that we'll have to play the suspended game on Monday. So this game will resume on Monday. Top of the ninth, two on, two outs. Marlins up 2-1. Just to throw another wrinkle into the whole wild card situation in the postseason. The postseason starts on Tuesday, October 3rd. And uh, <laughs> the Mets and Marlins will play the final four outs of this game on Monday, October 2nd. Can't make this stuff up, man. The rain and uh, the how this series started with the, the field not being playable and them having to uh, stop the game when they stopped the game and the Mets were up and couldn't just get the last uh, three outs. and Yeah, I don't know, man. It is what it is. Keith McPherson on the fan taking your calls for this last hour. Please join me if you have anything you'd like to add to my show. At Keith McPherson on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok, YouTube, everything else. If you're an internet person that doesn't call the fan. And shout out to all the people that listen every night and don't ever call. I, I'm with you too and I appreciate you as well. 877-337-6666. Thomas in Hackettstown. NJ, you got it. How you doing? Good, man. Thanks for checking in. Good. How's your son doing? All right. He's he's good. He's moving around. Out during the break, I'm talking to Marco. Marco has a nine year old, mm-hmm. 
a three-year-old and I I think a three-month-year-old uh, or three-month-old can't be three-month-year-old. Yeah. So he knows the game. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Listen, I'm a diehard Giants fan. I need a little light on Monday night. They're not good in prime time for some reason. They should play every game Sunday at 1 o'clock. They might be okay. But, you know, they didn't want to pay Barkley yet. Barkley seems to be the guy they need to help Jones. But they just got to get it together, and they got to get rolling. They do have to get rolling here, and they have to click. The the passing game's got to get going. Daniel Jones is at the bottom of the league for passing yards. They're not scoring enough points. This is a game where you got to put up 30 again, and I don't know if they're going to be able to do that. The heroics that we saw from Daniel Jones in the second half of that Cardinals game, we need that for the first half and second half of the Seahawks game. Jamal Adams is returning. He's playing his first game. The first thing I thought of was Jamal Adams when he was with the Jets and the Jets versus the Giants and that play he made in that preseason game. Now, Jamal Adams, I don't know what he's going to be. He had a quad injury, but I think he helps Pete Carroll's defense. They have a pretty decent defense getting Bobby Wagner back, and both of their corners are good. And I don't know. It's going to be no, a tough every- game. Everyone keeps saying he has to get going, he has to get going, but everyone's not looking at the fact the two defenses were Dallas and the 49ers. They're up, they're in the upper echelon, yeah. so they got to stick it, though, to prove themselves. Every week it can't be a defensive truck fest and see what Jones can do. Yeah, no, and I mean, it's on everybody. It's a team game. It's a team effort. I, I've been saying all week they got to come to tackle and hit. They got to make it a rough game. It's got to be smash-mouth football. It's got to be a physical game. Uh, the Seahawks coming all the way across the country into your building on Monday night, the only game on. you got to battle him. Yep. Geno, Geno Smith, he, he's he's got something to prove. Like I said, the fact that he played for both the Jets and the Giants, he was drafted oh. by the Jets, and uh, he was the guy that famously got the start over uh, Eli Manning, and uh, he's now become the quarterback that he probably always thought he was. Mm-hmm. He's going to try and come I'm light happy it up. For G- I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm happy for Geno. He's doing well. He's He's finally got going. He's another Jet product that kind of didn't go anywhere. And, hey, let him do well in Seattle. I'm happy for him. Yeah, he's got weapons, too. The Their running back is really good, Kenneth Walker the third, And they've got three good receivers in DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Jackson Smith, and Jeeba. I think it's going to be a tough battle. It's going to be a tough test for the, for the Giants. But they were favored last time I looked. And I think you were getting plus money if you bet them. So someone in Vegas expects them to turn it on. Someone expects them to compete. Well, I hope they compete. That's all I can say. I hope they do it. I think they will. It's going to be a good game. Thanks for the call, Thomas. 877-337-6666. Who's the X Factor? Saquon, I don't expect to be 100%. As I do look at FanDuel again, it's, yeah, it's, uh, oh, it, it flipped. I thought it was, I thought the Giants were minus one and a half. Now the Seahawks are minus one and a half. That's such a close spread, though. Two-point game. They don't know. Over-unders at 47 and a half. They're expecting points. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm, I'm leaning towards the Seahawks. Like I said, the fact that the Seahawks went to overtime in Detroit with all their hyped-up fans and all the hype of this year, and they kind of spoiled the opening night for the Seahawks in their building or for the Lions in their building, Pete Carroll and the Seahawks, I think they're ready to go. And on defense, like I said, they're getting Jamal Adams back. He's an X-factor. You can bring him off the edge. Uh, Bobby Wagner returns. Bobby Wagner, a middle linebacker who was with the Rams for a year. Devin Witherspoon. Tariq Woolen. Uh, They've got some dogs over there. 
how did I not mention Julian Love? Julian Love revenge game. Julian Love obviously was with the Giants last year, and I feel like they missed that guy. That guy was a playmaker on defense. So he's going to have something to say in that game. I really think the Seahawks have the edge, but that's why you need a guy like Daniel Jones to take over the game. And they better have a plan for Jalen Hyatt. Uh, they've got some good young corners on C- on Seattle, but Jalen Hyatt, uh, he's got to run past these guys. They got to get Darren Waller going. I think they got a good matchup with Darren Waller and these linebackers and these safeties. You might see Julian Love on him. You might see Jamal Adams on him. But it's it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a close game. But the Giants got to come to play. They got the Giants haven't played a home game since that Dallas game, and they can't let this game get out of hand. Kenny's in Brooklyn. What's up, Kenny? You're on the fan. Hey, Keith. How you doing, man? I'm good. Thanks for calling. Hey, thank you for having me on. Look, I, I call to talk about the Jets and Zach Wilson. But real quick before I get to them, um, I just want to compliment you on your son, if I may. Um, is it okay? I mean, before I get to that point. Oh, yeah, of course. I, I was listening. Um, thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm blessed to have a, a firstborn son. And, and I'm just, you know, I'm trying to be a good dad. Like, that well, is that is my priority. What I want to say, as as a man, I mean, you're blessed to have a son. I mean, not that you wouldn't want a little girl, but it's a different type of thing when you have a little man that 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 you're gonna impart all of you into him, and that's a special responsibility, and that's something that you know, as a man with a son, you, it's your little man, it's part of your DNA. You, whatever he becomes, good or bad, is you. Is is you? Yeah, yeah. Firstborn. That's why I, I, that, I would love to have a daughter. But having a firstborn son, which literally is my legacy, he's going to carry my last name. Whatever exactly. he does and becomes, you know, I will live on through him. Like, that, I, I, it's a blessing. That's an awesome thing. To just, that's like something you every time you look at him, at what an age, that's you. And that's where, when you're gone, that's going to be you. So God bless you. But but anyway, with um, Zach Wilson and, and the Jets, I keep telling people, I feel sorry for this kid, Zach Wilson. I don't believe he's a, he's got the mental capabilities for an NFL quarterback. But it's not. people don't seem to realize he didn't pick himself to be picked as an NFL quarterback. The people who are responsible are the people who picked him. That's who you yeah. really need to be going after. Management. People in the Jets' management who picked him. It's not his fault. I feel sorry for because people are piling on too much now. I mean, I'm really, it's just too much. For two You're years, like, three Bird. years now. Huh? Yeah, for two, three years now. This kid has had to hear every single thing I about mean, him I, from everybody. I mean, it looks like he's ready to cry. And yeah. we should be going after management. He didn't pick himself. It's the, it's the management's response to their fault for not having good assessment. They, they made a bad pick. They're the ones we should be going after, not Zach Wilson. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily feel bad for him because I'd look at the dollar amount. <laughs> I'm like, this kid gets paid a lot of money to figure it out, but he was never set up for success. The way yeah. they the way they brought him in with no veteran quarterback, with a rookie offensive coordinator, rookie head coach, yeah, they deserve to be uh, burned at the stake. They deserve to be the ones being ridiculed, but it seems like it's always Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson. He's the youngest guy in the whole situation. He's 22, 23, 24 the last three years. That's because he's an easy target. He's the he's the one out in the field. But it's people in management who made the pick. Yeah, it's Joe so Douglas. I haven't back. heard from Joe Douglas, and Rob Sala is just backing him and endorsing him. They haven't set the kid up for success, even and now. Then, Nathaniel they, Hackett. They made a mistake. They won't admit it publicly, but they it, they know them. Everybody knows they made a mistake, so they you know they're too good to admit that they made a mistake. Of but they, you of know course. they brought Nathaniel Hackett here 
to coach Aaron Rodgers. Now Aaron Rodgers isn't here, and it seems like Nathaniel Hackett doesn't want to change his approach for the player, and they literally have to. And I'm hoping they do that because Zach Wilson, it isn't like the kid is completely talentless. All the criticism, it's not that like, oh, you know, all right, for example, like Tim Tebow. They're like this guy can't throw the ball. That's yeah. different. No That's, one's saying Zach can't throw the ball. They're saying he can't make the reads. Right, up, exactly. Upstairs, he can't. He can't get it done mentally. He's not there. He doesn't have what the confidence. They, what they need to do is include like some shifts. I was saying, use the tight end. Do yeah, some, some misdirection. Run, some, the offense is so boring. It's yeah, so boring. It's so You've predictable. I don't know. It's going to be an interesting game, and uh, I just really hope that they don't try and do what they did last week against Bill yeah. Belichick. Like Bill yeah. Belichick is right. Bill Belichick's team isn't even that good, but they knew what to do against Zach Wilson and that that, that Jets offense. It wasn't that, hard to stop them. That's the other thing too, Keith. Everybody knows he's a young quarterback, so you're going to stack the box and stop the run, force him to, to, to dare him to, to, to throw the ball downfield. Genius to do that. Everybody should know that. So Hackett should know that. That's what's coming. Yeah, Hackett's got to change this week, and I hope that they scheme and they game plan and they got some things to get this kid out of the pocket. Roll him out. He can't read. He can't read the defense. He can't process it quick enough. So if you see that... Reminds me of Paul Hackett. Well, I'm on old school, so I remember when, when we had Paul Hackett here. And I'm like, oh, no, it's the same thing, just Generation 2. It's the same. Well, Nathaniel Hackett is a little off to me. The whole uh, Austin Powers gold member and, the, you know, how many times. Yeah, yeah. And just, like, the fact that he just seems a little quirky and off. And yeah. um, people forget <laughs> he had a terrible season as a head coach last year in Denver. He might not be that great of a coach. He might be, you know, the years that he he was with Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers won MVP might have been good because of Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Rodgers is not there anymore. You're only as good as a player. Look, Bill Belichick without Brady is not Bill Belichick anymore. Okay, you can be great when you have uh, Brady. You can be great with, like Phil um, for the Chicago um, um, basketball team when you have Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. but do it when you have a crappy player. That's when you're a great coach. You can be when you have Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, they, of course you're great. The coach has got to step up. But I, I, I said that in the beginning of the season, and people got at me online, like, oh, what does this guy know? What is he talking about? I'm like, their coaches are weak links. Yeah, they are. Did Nathaniel Hackett play in the NFL? Did Jeff Ulbricht play in the NFL? Did Rob Sala play in the NFL? I don't right. think so. They have to scheme and plan for these NFL players to put them in the best situation. That defense is fine. But right. on offense – you you got to cater to the quarterback and his skill set and what he's comfortable doing and what he likes to do and what he can be effective doing on that field. Yeah, because it's easy to look great as a coach when you have Aaron Rodgers or Michael Jordan. Do it when you don't have that type of quality player. When you don't have Tom Brady. So, this is even with Belichick. I got to say, he's not. It's not the same team without Tom Brady. As great as he supposedly is. Hundred percent correct. It, you know, it's uh, sometimes the coaches make the or the players make the coaches look better than they actually are. Exactly. All right, Keith, thank you so much, man, for having me. Thanks for the call, Kenny. Yeah, now, I don't really know the answer to that. I just asked, did these guys play in the NFL? I don't know if they even played football in college. Let's see. I I don't think Rob Sala did. Um, Maybe Fleegs knows if any of these assistant coaches, if the the defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, or head coach of the Jets. A quick Google search will tell me, though. I think Rob Sala's story... He coached at a bunch of different places. College, he went to Northern Michigan. Did he play? No, he, he like he coached. I, I don't think these guys are former players. And I say that because that means something. Like, if, if you've never been in the heat of battle, if you've never physically been out there, then like that something is missing from you being able to relate and connect. I think Jeff Ulbricht might have played. 
Let's see. Going back on his Wikipedia, career highlights and award, Pac-12 South Division champion. So he was a linebacker's coach at UCLA. But did this guy play? I don't know. I don't think he played, man. I could be wrong. But I don't want to waste your time as I'm doing these Google search. Nathaniel Hackett don't look like he played. You know, it definitely looked like, and like, it's okay. Like some, you know, some of the best coaches aren't guys that played. They're just masterminds. They can watch film and read the defense and offense and scheme and plan or whatever. But uh, I feel like in this situation with this kid, Zach Wilson, they don't do enough of, of what we saw him excel at, at BYU. They don't do enough of saying, okay, what do you, what, what plays do you like? What do you want to run? I remember in hard knocks, hearing Zach Wilson say something along the line of like, oh, it's so much easier now because Aaron is here and he's got so many things we can check to or get to at the line. Still doesn't mean the kid knows how to do that. Like right away in that Patriots game, he's checking the play, Red Wanda, Red Wanda, and they run the ball to the right side and they have three blockers to the right and there's like four or five defenders. So I'm like, just just because you know a check, you, you know an audible, a play to go to, doesn't mean you made the right decision. Like, that was the wrong play to get to. Made you wonder what play was originally called. I don't know. Matt's in Huntington, New York. Matt, you're on the fan. How you doing, Keith? What's going on? You know, I'm good. I'm watching Thursday Night Football. I'm trying to figure out if these Jets coaches played anywhere before they ended up being coaches in the NFL. I don't I don't know. Uh, that's, that's funny. I mean, that's not the point of my call, but I remember one time uh, listening to Francesa and somebody called him out, and they said, what is your pedigree, Mike? Did you even play Little League? <laughs> you know, like, because he, he was making a comment. So I only played high school and junior high school football, but I can't stand when somebody comes at me and says, oh, this guy should have done this. He shouldn't have hit the quarterback. I'm like, you know how fast that happens, you know? Yeah, yeah, I have a problem with that, too. Because can't I, tell anybody how, how I wasn't happens. the best player, but I did play literally play college football and I'm like you guys don't realize how hard it is and I say that too about like Zach Wilson I'm like this is hard to do playing yeah, quarterback in the NFL just, is very hard to do it happens so fast you know I can't stand people and it's like right just pain tolerance you guys can't even take stubbing your toe on the side of the bed like no, imagine a 300 pound guy hitting you in the head and landing on you you don't want to take more singers? of that play, play with stingers all the time the the, the the lady would be like, oh, it's just a stinger. You know, I can't feel my arm. You know, that was back in the day. <laughs> no, nah, I didn't want no stingers. A stinger, I'm not playing. I'm like, hey, hold on. I need a second. <laughs> yeah, but um, I really actually called. I don't want to backtrack about the, the whole thing with your son. God bless you. Um, I have an eight-year-old. I have one child. He's a, he's a boy. And um, when you guys were talking about when to bring him to the stadium. Yeah. So I brought my son at a year. as one of my greatest memories ever. Him Yankee Stadium? Around. Yeah, Yankee Stadium. Had him in the bleachers at a year. But then at seven years old, he came to a game with me where things were happening around us, and it was like he's asking me questions. You know, people are cursing the other players. So this year, I I got two seats behind Judge, fifth row, and uh, what's the thing with the people drinking the booze out of their shoes? Oh my goodness, the shoe so shoeier is so stupid. Eight year old, and I mean, so I understand alcoholism is very prevalent in the culture and everything, and you know it's prevalent in my family too so i worry about him but it was tough to like explain the people pounding beers out of their shoes at the game but you know what we got it we got to do it because we love the yankees and uh he learned a lot that day uh and i'm not i'm not looking for like honestly i was gonna bring my son into a sweet 
last Saturday, and we were just going to go uh, through the media entrance, take the elevator up, go to the suite, yeah. and not leave. But I'm not looking forward to bringing my son to the bleachers and have to explain why this drunk man is drinking a beer out of his dirty shoe, yeah, so and everybody's was- filming, because everything's for TikTok now. Every single thing is for yeah, Instagram, TikTok. Everybody wants to get... <laughs> You know, Instagram, TikTok famous, and they're doing these stunts for that. You're at a baseball game. Why do you have to be on camera drinking a beer out of your yeah, shoe? Yeah, watch the game. How about that? I literally go to the game to watch the game. Uh, I don't understand all the other shenanigans like the. So the first time I took him when he was one, we were in the left field bleachers, and we just walked around that big open space, you know, so I was nice, so he had room to move. But this last time, he's eight years old, and I bought the tickets behind Judge. We're five rows up from Judge. And that was most of the game. We were, uh, they were playing the Blue Jays, so he loved the you're a cheater chance on Springer. He was <laughs> loving that. So he got a good taste of that, but it was a little tough trying to explain what was going on with the shoe and the, and the Bud Light. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the profanity and, I don't know, yeah, the, people tough, fighting. You know, we're, we're, or... we're, we're like you. We're diehard. We're born and raised on it. So, I mean, if I raise a good child, you know, like I'm sure you will, Keith. Like you sound like you got the right head. You're going to be a great dad. He'll understand what's right and what's wrong, you know, and you let him figure it out. But, you know, you got to you gotta put him in there, you know, at some point. <laughs> yeah, I will. I don't know. I think, I think I'm going to give him, like, five years before. But, you know, I don't know. Who knows where I'll be in five years or what my situation will be like. Maybe I won't be. Well, you'll always be a Yankee fan, right, Keith? Yeah, I'll always be at the stadium. But maybe, I, I don't know, maybe I won't be pulling up uh, to the bleachers as frequently. Maybe I'll just be in Legends or the <laughs> Suites. Who knows? Hey, let's hope so, Keith. You're the best. It's good talking to you, and uh, God bless you, and good luck for your son. But, like, I'm telling you, get him in there early, and just, uh, you know, he'll figure it out. Thanks for the call, Matt. Okay, we're getting to some of the answers, and I have this answer, and Mitchell in Manhattan has this answer as well. What's up, Mitch? Oh, yeah, sorry, Keith. I just wanted to, when you, I was hearing you say about Jeff Ulbrich, I wanted to just point out that, yeah, he played for like 10 years as a linebacker for the 49ers, I remember. So I wanted to point that out. Yes. He wasn't a great player, but he was, you know. No, that counts. Player. He played in the NFL, and now I'm looking at his Wikipedia. He has a jersey on, and uh, <laughs> he did. He played at, he was a redshirt at San Jose State, and then he played, he was a two-year starter at Hawaii, uh, and then he played for the San Francisco 49ers. So he was in the trenches. He knows. He understands. Yeah, I'm not saying he's a great coach or anything, but uh, he has some experience you know, as a coach. No, so. yeah, that, and that counts for something. Rob Sala can't say that he played in the NFL or college, from what I know. Nathaniel Hackett can't say that either. And, like, when you talk about these guys, like, losing the locker room or not believing, like, that's part of it, too, because these guys that, that have done it, like, they wear it like a badge of honor. And when you can't relate to that, they're like, uh, okay, I guess you know the X's and O's, but you were never one of the Jimmy's and Joe's. It's different. Right. And, and, and I mean, the whole standing behind Zach Wilson, I don't get what the end game here is exactly for Salah. You know, I, I know he, he's kind of risking his job, his future as a head coach. So I don't think he has the pulse of the locker room in that way for sure. So, yeah, and like, he's a defensive guy. I would think that, like, as a defensive guy <laughs> – I don't know, man. I think it's I think it's coming down from Woody. I think Woody's telling him, hey, we selected this kid. We got to back this kid. He's ours, right? I always hear Tiki Barber say, no one loves you like your mama. They are his mama. That is their baby. That's who they chose. And if your kid isn't be- behaving well, if your kid isn't doing right, that's on you. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
tough call. And I wish there was someone out there. I mean, I'm not a Jets fan, but I wish there was someone out there that Jets could get that just more serviceable. But Simeon's not the answer either. There, I, there was, but the, they've spent a ton of money, and they've kind of defaulted into this, and they put all their chips into Aaron Rodgers, and they you know, went out of their way to get him, and he got hurt four plays in. And here we are. I honestly think he's got one half of football here in front of the entire world to show that he will take some chances. He will push the ball down the field. He can hit receivers. He can read the defense. And he can be an NFL quarterback. If it's if it's three and out, punt, three and out, punt, three and out, punt, they can't keep doing that. Because Patrick Mahomes and those guys, they're going to go on long drives. Andy right. Reid and those guys, I just was thinking about it. Another storyline, Steve Spagnolo, former Giants defensive coordinator is the Chiefs defensive coordinator going against Zach Wilson. Come on, man. Yeah, it could get ugly. We'll see what happens. It could get ugly, yes. Thanks for the call, Mitch. So a couple things here before we break. Um, When we come back, I will go through what Josina Anderson had to say. Uh, She's been doing a lot of talking about Zach Wilson and the Jets. and uh, There's a lot around how they ended up with Trevor Simeon and Timmy Boyle, and him getting in the game, like, this is it. I honestly think this is it. I gave it a 20% chance. After Zach Wilson threw three interceptions and they lost to Dallas, that went to 10%. And then that 10% evaporated for me at halftime against Belichick. Once the game was over, I'm like, there's no reason to keep running this guy out there. Now you got to face the Chiefs, and then the Broncos have you circled on the the schedule now. And then after that, you got to face the Eagles, and it's going to be bad. But also, there is... Some rumors around Aaron Rodgers, and I will piece all of that together when we come back from this break. Don't go anywhere. KM to 2 a.m. returns after this. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. I do believe at this stage of the game that Joe Girardi is without question the right uh, the right man for the job. And I look forward to, to working with him and, and, uh, and watching... Watching his abilities unravel over the course of the next three years. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Brooklyn Nets are coming back. Talking Nets is coming back. We're going to fire all that basketball, NBA stuff up real soon. I'm trying to get pumped about it. I'm trying to get excited about it. But I can't until I see some training camp stuff, until I see what the players look like. Um, I love the NBA. I love basketball. I love going to the games or whatnot. But it is a new era for the Brooklyn Nets. Back to the Jets. So I was saying I wanted to piece together some of the stuff Josina Anderson, NFL reporter for, uh, I think, Fox now, uh, was talking about. Uh, CBS Sports and FS1. So she was talking about a lot of different things. She basically came out there and said, it appears the Jets' front office is not looking to exhaust further resources into a QB after going all-in financially around Aaron Rodgers. Also, they feel like the QBs that are out there aren't needle movers. They're not going to change much anyway. Like, they're not going to spend money or, or you know, I guess they were looking the last couple weeks, but um, they brought in Simeon as depth, really a practice squad quarterback in case Zach gets hurt. But I really think this is it, and they know that they got to get Simeon and Tim Boyle ready. Tim Boyle, is supposed, Tim Boyle is supposed to be a guy that knows his offense from being with the Packers. He's supposed to know the system. So if, if Zach doesn't want to push the ball down the field in this system – if they don't want to cater to the system around Zach's um, abilities, then they got to put Tim Boyle in there and hope that he can run the show. But the the thing is, this was all around Aaron Rodgers this year. All of this hype, all of this energy, all of the focus, it was Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. It was his team, and then like that, he got taken off the field. So they kind of are folding, and it, it's back to Zach Wilson, who they drafted. And, I mean, you don't need me to tell you, this is one of the worst draft picks in history for the Jets because he was number two overall, and you just haven't been able to get it out of him. You haven't been able to get the NFL-level quarterback play. Like, not even good quarterback play. Like, I'm not saying he, you, you needed to get Trevor Lawrence out of him. You haven't even been able to get He's been at the bottom of quarterback play. 59 out of 68 ranked quarterbacks. And there's another report that I don't know how much truth there is to this, but there's pictures of Aaron Rodgers on crutches and he's just got his leg wrapped and he's out of the walking boot after three weeks. Normal time frame for torn Achilles is six to 12 weeks in a walking boot to recover. And there's some that think, you know, maybe the Jets aren't making a move because whether they're in it or out of it, or I don't even know, 
they expect Aaron Rodgers to come back this season. But I feel like if they're out of it, why would he play? And they won't be in it if they keep playing Zach Wilson. So there's just it's it's a compounded situation between the offensive line and you know the defense again being ahead of schedule and the offense adding some weapons and like even guys like Lazard and Cobb and Cook and Hardman. They came here to play with Aaron Rodgers. They didn't come here to play with Zach Wilson. And McCole Hardman had a quote in the media today. <laughs> McCole Hardman on if the Jets coaching staff has talked to him about his role in the offense. He said, I think we are all in a frenzy with Aaron going down. We're trying to figure everything out as a team and unit. I don't hold anything against them. We've definitely had some talks about getting out there and involving me more. And this is the week against his former team. He won a Super Bowl with the Chiefs. He was on the roster last year. He won two Super Bowls with them. He didn't play in the second one, but he played in the first one. So I'm sure he wants to be on the field and show them something. And these coaches got a scheme and game plan and change it up. It didn't work against the Cowboys. It didn't work against the Patriots. Okay, the NFL is a week-to-week league, and they got to figure it out with the guys that they have. They have talent around Zach Wilson, and they got to figure out ways to get them the ball that don't always resort to Zach Wilson having to drop back read a defense, and throw it down the field. 877-337-6666. Let's go to Jim in center reach. What's up, Jim? You got it. How you doing, Keith? Got three quickies for you. One about Coach K, one about Ted Williams, one about myself. Okay. I think you're going down a deep hole with the coaching. Uh, quick story. I was a point guard at Marquette, 67 and 68. NIT one year, NCAA the other. I thought I was great, but, you know, a point guard. I think I ran into, I'm not sure, you could double-check, Coach K played at Duke, uh, at Army, under Bobby Knight. We played them, I think, in 67, 68. I do not remember him playing. I do not remember him playing. You could fact-check that. Not playing in the game? Not playing in the uh, game? I don't think he played at all. I I remember the guard for uh, Army. But he was on the team, yeah. Yeah, but um, I I don't remember him at all. And eventually I become a junior high varsity coach, blah, blah, blah thinking I'm great, and I was a horrible, horrible coach. I had all the experience. I had 100 games in college, NCAA, NIT. I thought I was great. I was a horrible coach. I was awful. I was emotional. Um, I couldn't teach. I I knew the game backwards and forwards. I wasn't a good teacher. End of story there. Coach K comes on and has a career that's unbelievable. And then I remember my father would tell me about Ted Williams, the greatest hitter of all time. And I think Ted Williams said, I believe that what people said of Ted Williams, he could not be a major league manager. One of the best hitters of all time could not be a major a ma- a manager because it was too easy for him. He couldn't teach it. Now, I'm not Ted Williams. That's a damn sure. Um, but I always remember that Ted Williams, he couldn't get out of his players, you know, what, how good he was. or And, of course, he knew the game. So I think it's a deep hole. The other one is Luke Conasecca. Never played a game in his life. I don't think he ever bounced the ball in his life. In his whole life. Pretty good coach. Yeah, not so, great, so let but me let coach. me clarify a little bit. Um I'm sure. not it's not sure. one size fits all. I'm talking about specifically with the twenty twenty three New York Jets yep. and this situation and this yep. team and all the talk about them losing the locker room and the decisions they're making and the things they're saying in the media versus what we're seeing and what the mm-hmm. fans are saying and what Joe Namath is saying, you know, when you're going out there and you're saying Zach Wilson's the unquestioned quarterback, when you're going out there saying we yeah. believe in Zach and you didn't actually play 
that that's just another level of these guys being I, like. I guess. I guess. You know, I understand. I, I, I really hear where you're coming from. I, I used to resent these guys who I coach against or play against who, who really didn't play. I used to resent the hell out of them until I got my ass kicked a couple of times by people who never played. And I said, I'm not as smart as I think I am. Yeah, uh, like look given, at look at Bill Belichick. The, look at Bill Belichick's yeah, exactly. son. Look at Bill Belichick's yep, son. That's a yep. perfect example. Bill Belichick's son learned from his dad. That's of course he didn't play football. He played lacrosse. I believe he yeah, played. No, 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 absolutely. That, you don't have. My, I guess my point is, you really don't have to play the game. You really don't. No, it's um, up top. It's mental. It, you can learn it. But what yeah. I'm speaking of specifically is losing a locker room and guys not believing in you and them kind of pulling your card like. Okay, yeah. did you play? Have you been in? You can't relate. Yeah. If if things are going south, if things aren't going well, when things are going well, you don't have to worry about that. No one's questioning yeah, your yeah. background in, in anything. I, throw this into your mix. Belichick is the coach of the Jets now. Would there be any difference other than the fact that, you know, he would probably. <laughs> Belichick he, would not have started Zach Wilson exactly. half as many not, games. No, 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 without a doubt. But then they still wouldn't have an answer. They, they're still going to pick up a veteran somewhere with 40 years I don't know. I think and, I think Belichick was blessed with Brady, and when he didn't have Brady, he had Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah. and he played well. Jacoby Brissett played well. Matt Castle yeah. played well. Like he He's he's a football guy, and he knows no, you're going nowhere without no. a quarterback. I'm not – forget it. I would never want – imagine competing against Belichick. No, 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 no. You just it, – it, it's like back in the day, I you know, we had to compete against Dean Smith. No, you don't want to. You don't want to come up against these people. They're uh, they're too good at what they do, and Belichick is in that category in his office in every sport. But I, I just, I, I mean, I was there. I, I thought I knew it all. I was, a, I thought I was a great point guard. Blah blah blah, and I may have been okay, but I sure as hell was not a good coach. Yeah, and not then there's a all. phrase, Jim: "Those that can do, those that can't coach." Like it, it's. Uh, it's different. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. It's different in yeah, every different you, scenario, but we're speaking specifically on the Jets. Yeah, I'm, I, I was a quarterback, and I tried to coach a little bit. I coached, I, I always talk about coaching Kenny Pickett at camp. There was yep. a point in my life where I thought about going back to Ocean Township High School and being an sure. assistant coach. I think they were going to sure. pay me like $2,500 for a season. But I remember, <laughs> I remember not wanting to be seen. I remember not wanting people to look down and be like, oh, look, there's Keith McPherson. He just... He grew up to be a coach and just came back. I, I just like, yeah. I don't know. I had like too much pride at like 23 getting out of college yeah. and not knowing what to do with my life. I didn't want to be looked at as like, oh, yeah. all you ever did was stay around the high school and coach Good football. Move. <laughs> Good move. I, 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 I did the opposite. Yeah, I figured I some things out. I figured some other stuff out, but yeah. I know, I know. But I just, I just, uh, and, and I, I came up against Conisek, I you know, two times in my career and then in camps and I'd have to say the guy really did not know the game, but he was he was a charmer. He was good. He had a record that was unbelievable. You know, how many wins? I can't even imagine. But, I mean, here's a guy with he, – he had control of the locker room. They loved him, you know, his shtick and all that. But did he really know the X's and O's like Coach K and all these – Some guys these are guys. great no. motivators, great speakers. Yes, he was. Some now, guys can get on the yeah. film or the chalkboard and really draw it up. Some guys no, can get out on yeah. the coaching – like get get on the field or on the court and demonstrate. It's 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 yeah, well, different. Yeah. Forget the demonstration. Ted Williams proved that <laughs> he can <laughs> demonstrate all he wants, but you know he can't teach a kid yeah. to hit four hundred. Some people say I could show you better than I could tell you. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Listen, thank you for taking my long-winded thing. And uh, by by the way, I was a Yankee fan since '51. 
So, uh, so you've seen a lot. <laughs> you've I seen it a, all. <laughs> I had all the Mickey Mantle rookie cards, like everybody else, and they were in my bike. And how do you, how do you feel about the current state of the Yankees right now looking into 2024? They can't put four rookies on the field. Nobody can do no, that. No, no. You can't put them out there. I mean, it's too much pressure. They got to be depth. They, they, have, they have to stack the deck, and then those yeah. kids can be depth. And Remember you call them up when someone team. gets hurt. I think they can go with, like, three rookies that they depend on. Four, it can't no, be Peraza, no, Pereira, no, Volpe, no. Wells. Like, you can't, you can't do that. And and how about having – how about being a right-handed pitcher if you were an average or a better, and you're facing a Yankee lineup, you know, with Judge and all that, and they have eight right-handed batters, one lefty. I'm Rizzo's out, of course. I'm not counting him. Eight no, right-handers, one lefty, and then you see the stats. They better correct pitches. that. They're definitely going to correct that, and they, they, better. they better not change the lineup every game like they did in the beginning no, no, of this no, no, year. No. They got to bring in. They have to have three or four lefties, four or five righties, and a balance. Balance, and yes. Every yep. great team we ever watched, every great team we ever had some balance. A couple of switch hitters, and oh my god! And it's Yankee Imagine. Stadium. It's Yankee Stadium. Uh, you know the the running joke was for a little while. They said the you know they're like how do, you know, the Mets had a better team suited for Yankee Stadium. How do you not have a team with left-handed pitching and left-handed power in Yankee yes, Stadium? I know it, it amazes me. It amazes me. I mean, by the way, the other day, did you see? Uh, I didn't see. You could tell me. Stan was on second base at the end of a game. I don't know if he doubled. I don't know how he got on second, and he didn't pinch run for him. And then it was a, a ground ball when he was on third. He was still on third, and ground ball to the shortstop. It was slow. Of course, he was out. I mean, you you and I could run faster, and I'm 78 years old. And, and I'm like, why are you standing on second? Why is he on third? That is such a – I don't know. <laughs> They're eliminated, I, and, and the thing with Stanton that, is that his, he is what he is, and, and they don't even care what he is. They don't care about him running. Yeah, but you want the, you want the victory. I, I mean, sure, I don't care Sure, you got to play to win. Yeah, you got to play to win, and – you put uh, Allen or you put anybody out there. Volpe was on the bench. Can you imagine Volpe's on the bench, man on second, man on third? Uh, I mean, he's on the bench. And they stand six foot four, two thirty. Can't run. I mean, he's hurt. He's hurt. He can't run. He shouldn't be out there. But he's anyway, healthy. He's I just cooked. Yeah, he's just. He's I digress. Just... Keith, thanks for taking this call. I appreciate it. Thanks for the call, Jim. Yeah, I, I kind of remember the situation, but like I'm watching these Yankee games. The 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 Cole game I watched pretty intently and enjoyed. But some of these situations, it's just, they're not playing for anything. Yeah, you're playing the win, but with Stanton, they're not pinch hitting. They're keeping him in the game, like or pinch running for him. Let's keep it moving. Len in Manhattan on the fan. You got it. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for taking my call. I want to talk about Zach Wilson for a quick second, and I'm prepared to get beat up for the position that I take. But no, uh, Go for it. I want to hear it. I think people are kind of overreacting with uh, Zach Wilson. I mean, last year when he was benched, apparently he had a – by the way, I'm a Giant fan. I don't hate the Jets. Uh, you know, if the Jets win or lose, I can really care less. But I think I can speak with a little degree of objectivity. And uh, last year when they lost to uh, uh, Bill Belichick and the Patriots, I mean, they did so based on a special teams play, a punt return at the end of the game. Um, I remember he said that uh, it was not his fault that they lost. And, you know, he was clearly on the sidelines when – the Pats scored that touchdown. And I, I think this kid still needs time to grow. I, I think that the Jet organization really needs to be patient with this kid. Uh, there's no shame in losing to a Bill Belichick coach defense. Many quarterbacks have done so uh, last year. Uh, he lost again this year. And when they lost to New England this year, I mean, if you saw what a uh, 
well, football analyst said on TV. It, it seems like uh, 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 the the Pats had his number. Uh, the the uh, defensive backs had all the wide receivers uh, covered. Uh, there was a lot of pressure on uh, Zach Wilson throughout the entire game. I mean, this is what Coach Bill, Belichick does. Um, if the Jets organization is a little bit more patient with this kid, I, I, I think he at some point in the future will be uh, a solid option. No, I don't think I don't. Uh, so, so this is what it is. He's left too many plays out there that could have been made. So even last year in that Patriots game. Would they lose mm-hmm. like, uh, like ten to seven or something like that? And 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 the the reason he gets beat up, the reason he gets talked down on, is because there are receivers running open that he's not hitting. There are plays that could be made, and he's he's airmailing the ball. He's not accurate. Um, and NFL quarterbacks have to be able to do that. It's the highest level of competition. If you make it to that level, you're supposed to be able to do the bare minimum things. You're supposed to be able to throw quick game. You're supposed to be able to hit wide receivers on screens. Uh, yes, the kid is young. He's 24, but he's been in the NFL for three years. It's a privilege to be in the NFL. You're supposed to lock in and be able to make those throws and make those reads, and they can't be patient anymore because they're ready to win now. They have a defense that's ready to win now. Thanks for the call, Len. I just, you know, with Zach Wilson, there is no more defense. He's gotten more opportunities to fail than I can remember almost any subpar quarterback getting in the NFL. Guys don't get this many years to be bad. Guys don't get this many years to miss open receivers. Guys don't get this many years to throw interceptions and take sacks. Rocco and Saratoga on the fan with me again. Rocco, take us home. You're my last call of the night. Okay, Keith, you got it. Hey, that was a great call with Jim. I hope he calls back again. Love yeah, that and I looked it up, Jim. Bill Belichick's son played lacrosse at Rutgers, and he also was a long snapper, so he did play a little bit of football. Count it. Yeah, well, one day you're going to be coaching Jack's uh, game. So, you know. Yeah, that's the only to... kid I want to coach is my kid. I don't want to be a coach that... for anybody else's kids. The A, to do it. My my son is doing it for his grand and my grandkids right now, and it's it's working out well. Sometimes they say, "Hey, it's not good to be coached by your dad." Nah, in this case, it's good. They they're almost like assistant coaches with him. But are they so good? It's really working out. I used to hate yeah. when I played, and and the kid wasn't good, but the dad was the coach. So it's like, oh, I'm making my son the quarterback. He's like, he's not good. Uh, but but my grandkids are good. They're the best players on the team, so that helps. That helps a lot. They, you don't have to make up or whatever. When your kid is hitting three home runs in a game, you know, Makes and they're intentionally yeah. walking him, intentionally walking him with the bases loaded four times in one game because they don't want him to bat. You know, you got a good kid. Yeah. That, they know, you he's, know he's, so, uh, he's getting some extra work at home. That hey, you know it. That's it. A lot of batting practice, a lot of coaching, a lot of he's good player, a hell of a good, and I'm sure your Jack will be a hell of a player too. So anyway, the Jets, everyone's getting down on them so much. I think against Kansas City, with all the attention on Taylor Swift, Kansas City, Kelsey's going to be a little distracted. Maybe he's got a little love bug in his tummy, and he won't be focused on the game, you know? He's going to be interested nah, in... Nah, he's a dog. <laughs> that guy can play. It don't matter. He's he's had a bunch of women. Thanks for the call, Rocco. He's had a bunch of chicks. I don't even think he's actually, like, hooking up with Taylor Swift like that. They're, this is all manufactured by the NFL machine. 
Travis Kelsey's going to go out there and catch passes and get open like he always does and hit his little dance in the end zone. But Zach Wilson has to play loose and free and not be afraid of anything. Let it rip. And these coaches have to put him in situations where he doesn't have to sit in the pocket and read the defense. He can't do it. Roll him out. Get some gadget plays in there. Go into your bag of tricks. Act like this is the last game you have of the season because this will be the last game we see Zach Wilson. It'll be Tim Boyle in there. C-Max coming up next. I'm out. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.